This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we began a theme on Monday that we're continuing through the course of this week. And that theme is triumphing in and through the Lord, living a victorious life. We've been inspired to speak about this because of a devotion written by E. Stanley Jones, who was a missionary in India for over 50 years. And in this devotion, he wrote about the Apostle Paul writing to Timothy, and Paul was sharing his testimony. And in 1 Timothy 1, 13 to 14, we read these words. Though I formerly blasphemed and persecuted and insulted him, meaning Jesus, I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief and the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with the faith and love which are found in Christ Jesus. See here that it wasn't just abundant, it was exceeding abundant. And why we're talking about this is because Paul was not limited by the Greek language. He went beyond and created new words. And what is interesting here is that Paul felt such a freedom because you might have felt limited sometimes as we have. How do you express your love for the Lord? How do you say thank you uh, and but mean it from the heart? How do you realize the grace of God? And we also should not be limited to the language in describing our faith and love of Jesus. It was not just abundance that uh, Paul wrote about, but super abundance. He took the word abundance and added the prefix hyper to it. Hooper, I should say, and that was over and above what the Greek language used. This Paul coined new words when it came to describing the nature, the love, and the grace of the Lord. He could not be limited by ordinary language, and this is what we are sharing this week. Examples of Paul's new words to express things related to Jesus that go far beyond the Greek vocabulary. All right, we started by reading Colossians 2. Verses 11 to 15, if you haven't heard them, look at the Bible with us, Colossians 2, beginning at verse 11. And in him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands in the removal of the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised up with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And when you were dead in your trespasses, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions, 
having having canceled the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us and which was hostile to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. And this is what we emphasize, verse 15. When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. We need to keep in mind that everything must be done through him, in him, and because of him. That's where the triumph comes, Junie. It, we can't do it on our own. We'll lo- we're losers without the Lord. But we can have victorious lives in the Lord when it's in and through him. And you know, Shelley, he made a pathway for us because when he had his greatest victory over the rulers and principalities and powers and defeated them, it looked to everyone who loved him and knew him and everyone who was standing by the cross that he was a loser. And so sometimes in our life, when we follow the Lord and we're living through his life and we're obeying him, we too might feel like or look like a loser. But the truth is, Shelley, that when we follow his life and allow him to live his life in us and through us, we are winners in the spirit and we have rewards of eternal significance when we enter into the fellowship of his sufferings. And I'm saying this because the way of the Lord in victory is to embrace his cross. Isn't that so? And everything that Paul writes about was accomplished at the cross. That's why it's not just abundance, but it's a super abundance. It's a super grace. It's a super everything. Because as you say, Junie, what was done at the cross? And what, what's amazing, Shelley, is it's not a natural understanding because that's the deepest suffering that any man has ever endured because Jesus came as the son of Mm. man and took upon himself our sins that we might become the righteousness of God. I mean, it's tremendous. Yes. But what is so tremendous is that everything goes against the spirit in you and in me and in this world. And we need to be one with the Lord and recognize not to live by our flesh or by our own mindset or what we feel, but ask him to transform us and to change us that we might agree with him and we might be his witnesses, Shelley, in this lost and dying world. While you're talking, Junie, I kept thinking, we have been made new creatures. God didn't want us to be refined and polish off some rough edges. We are new creatures. Another example we find in Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse 37. But in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And what's the term that Paul uses? Overwhelmingly conquer. Isn't that amazing, Junie? Once again, remind I want to remind us that the word conquer in Greek is nikeo, 
But that's not the word that Paul used. There was no such word, but Paul found a new way to describe the work of Christ at the cross. It was hupomikayo. It was like energy and uh, greater than just uh, conquering. That's why he says, we are more than conquerors. Junie, it's just, I hope this sinks into all of us because we have, we're called to live on a new realm, a super realm, and that realm is supernatural. Okay, let's go to Romans chapter 5, verse 20. All examples that Paul had to find words that weren't even in the Greek language. And this is a powerful one, Junie. Romans 5, 20. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. And you know here, Junie, who, who doesn't know about how much sin abounds? Wherever we go, we live where darkness is. We live in the midst of a lost and dying world. But Paul wasn't satisfied just to say, well, where sin abounded, grace also abounded. No, he said grace did much more abound. So he took that word again and put the prefix on it to and added hooper. So it's a super abounding, so far greater than where the sin is abounding. And I'd like to read that, Shelley, in the Amplified because I think it explains what you're saying. But where sin increased and abounded, grace, God's unmerited favor, had surpassed it wow. and increased the more and superbounded. Hallelujah. And that's like the power of the resurrection. That's right. That's right, Junie. Really, like you were talking before, it looked like he was a loser. But the victory came at the resurrection of Christ. And then the true victory came for his people 50 days later at the time of uh, Pentecost when they were filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Yes, and that's the spirit of truth, Shelley, that's right. that lives in us, that enables us to be true to God because mm. Jesus was the only man of truth. That's one of his names. Hallelujah. And when we allow his life to be lived in and through us, we will be people of truth. We won't be deceived by the great deceiver who is the liar, the shall liar, we? The prince of this world. Yes. All right, turn with us, if you have your Bibles, to 2 Corinthians chapter 7. 7 Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 4. Great is my confidence in you. Great is my boasting on your behalf. I am filled with comfort. I am overflowing with joy in all our affliction. Another version says, uh, over, well, this one is overflowing with joy, but another version says exceedingly joyful. In other words, joy could not explain from Paul's understanding. It had to be more than joy. And, you know, God is so much more than we anticipate. And, Junie, I just sense for, for me and for you and for our listeners, we have to begin to come into a new realm and not be limited. And the only thing that limits God is who we are, uh, taking his resources and utilizing them to the glory of God. Um, in the New, uh, new International Virgin, uh, Version, it says, my joy knows no bounds. Why? Because there was a super abounding in the joy from the Lord. And the question we need to ask, are we living in that reality? Wow. You know, we know of a man who is mighty in the Lord, who is paralyzed on one side of his body, 
who cannot communicate, but he understands everything. And do you remember the testimony that when they gave him a shower after six or seven months, Shelley, of intense um, uh, pain and facing death, it took them over two hours. But this man couldn't stop laughing. He was filled with such joy. And when I heard that testimony, I had such a sense because he couldn't express himself, because he couldn't move one side of his body, that perhaps he was praying, Lord, do you know, do you see me? Rain on me, Lord. Rain over me, Lord. I can't bear it. And that shower for Mm. almost two hours was like rain. And he was filled with joy exceedingly and abundantly more Mm -hmm. than his caregivers and the nurses that were bathing him could understand. So our condition in our life doesn't hinder God's joy. Hallelujah. I'm just thinking, Journey, as we come to a close, how about the peace? that Who else can give us the peace? And it's so unbelievably great. Because it's peace that passes understanding. Paul understanding. Father, we thank thank you, Lord. Thank you for Paul's exuberance and extravagant. Thank you, Lord. To describe Jesus and what he has done in his life. And may we come into that fullness and richness where we're beyond words, beyond ourselves, to bring glory to the Holy One of Israel. Victory in Jesus. Amen. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.